0: RadioInfluence.com Boom! Just like that, man, I am in this chair as the media person again. Welcome everybody to the DJ Ken Podcast, man. As you may know, I am here alone if you're watching us on YouTube at DJ Akin TV. Uh, Brittany is gonna be out this week and possibly next week and. I'm just not sure that's what i'm i'll say right what i do wish is that she gets well soon because she's not feeling her best and um of course you know this thing it works but it doesn't work as well as it could in my opinion um when britney's not here you know because you know I'm, I'm man enough to admit it britney britney's the other half that makes this whole thing go all right so um as we walk into things this week there's there's a lot going on in the news but i only want to focus on One thing in particular today, um, I think that's after I mention a couple of other things because I've gotten a couple of, um, before I get into what's really on my mind this week, which is the baby and all that's going on with him, a couple of other things in discussion on my way here have come up like, uh, Simone Biles and, and things of that nature. And, And I'm sure that somewhere down the road, we'll have a deeper discussion about this, but I would like to put this out there to you. If you are riding in your car, if you're listening at your desk, um, Something that Jason just brought up to me, and if you know the story, Simone Biles um, dropped out of the Olympic competition, and it was due to mental health. Now, first things first, let me give you my thoughts on that. Whether it was mental health or not, I don't know whether I'm a guy who just doesn't care as much. I don't know, but I don't feel like these stars or these entertainers or these athletes or whatever we'd like to call them, that they have to justify whatever they do to me when they do it. Because... If I call off of my job or you call off of your job as a marketing executive or a plumber or whatever, you don't have to tell the world. You just take the day off, right? You don't have to prove to them that you're sick. You don't have to prove to anybody other than your boss or whoever if they want a doctor's note, right, that you're not up for working that day. And I think that sometimes what we do, because these people are getting paid an enormous amount of money, they have all these followers or whatever, we feel like they often owe us an explanation. I just don't feel like that man. I just I just don't. And and maybe I think maybe I think what's what's coming what's becoming my take on this as the days keep going by and I'm watching more and more of this of of numerous people come out and judge folks like Simone, right? That you know maybe we're getting too much access, man. You know, maybe we should just like, you know, maybe too many people are offering opinions, right? Because I, I think one of the things that Denzel said that I, one of the clips that I love about Denzel, Denzel said, what has happened to the news is, and again, don't get me wrong. I am okay with anyone having a platform. If they can build it, whatever you want to do, then you do it because I'm not saying that I agree with it all, but in a country that with free speech and that sort of thing, I think you're allowed to do whatever you like, right? But what has happened a lot of times is we are skipping right over the facts, like, we don't even do facts anymore. Denzel Denzel said, what we are living in is a world of open use, right? So that means I jump on here. I don't go through any facts. I don't do anything. I just got an opinion. Pretty much I got barbershop, salon, nail salon, uh, you know, hair salon talk, and I just start spewing it. And depending on the amount of followers I got or the amount of traction that a blog needs that day or how they can flip that headline, I could become or my opinion could become larger than life and quite often larger than it actually needs to be, you know, and I'm starting to think, or I've thought for a while that it's unfair. And I think a lot of us think it's fair because again, these people make a ginormous amount of money that we often pay them as fans. But just because LeBron is good at basketball or Simone Biles is great at gymnastics and we pay to go to see them, does it give us a right to tell them what they can and cannot do? We might need to ask ourselves that. But back to the original question that, that I did get from Jason that made me think that I want you to think about as you, you know, you're riding in your car, you're sitting at your desk, and we're talking about Simone Biles. And it made me think, didn't make me overly judge her, but it made me think, and it could be a little bit off the beaten path. If this were was, Le- was LeBron in game seven or Tom Brady right before the Super Bowl and they both decided that they didn't want to play would they have got treated any differently than Simone Biles did hmm hmm i'll just leave it there because he because it made me think too it, it made me think like when you look at it that way you know eh. but again if she's having things that bother her, her mental health or things that bother her physically, or if she just decided she ain't want to compete no more. I feel like deep down that that's her right. And I don't think that she owes me or anyone else an explanation. All right. So that's just my little beginning thoughts. Um, I've had a lot of thoughts about it, but not something that I figure really, you know, I should overly throw at you. But today, um, can can we get my guy in here? Um, Today is today is today is. Um, being in the hip-hop space the way that I am, I I quite often keep an eye on it. Just, I just have to, I, as much as I might be like, you know, today I don't feel like that. There are things that happen in the culture, and, and I'm not just talking about the music. The culture matters to me. If you know me, you understand that it's way bigger than the music to me. As a matter of fact, I can just admit right here, candidly, to the DJ Aiken family that I'm not even the biggest fan of the actual hip-hop music scene, if I could say that. I'm more a fan of the culture because that has kind of been what's groomed me in, in my entertainment life. Do I need to pause for a second to so get Miguel in here? Let me pause for a second so we can get Miguel in here. There he is.
1: Hello. <laughs> um,
0: first and foremost, um, welcome, Miguel, to the DJ Akin Podcast. Um, today, you're also serving as, as my co-host today. What I thought today would be perfect because, first of all, you are so candid in our conversations. You, you I, I've never really said this to you, but I'll say it to you. So I gotta give you your flowers while you're while you're here to enjoy them. You're kind of like a, a a mentor to me, so to speak. Because sometimes when things go crazy in my mind, I've talked, I've had talks with you that you kind of, I wouldn't say talk me off of a cliff because I ain't never ready to go postal, but. You do kind of be like, you know what, man, maybe it's not, you know, you kind of give me a different way of looking at things. So, so I just want to say thank you for that. And so sometimes when, when topics come across, right. And the things that I really want to talk about and have these discussions on, I think that to me, the best way to have them is with people who actually live in that community or live in that world, as opposed to all these opinions we get from people who never even have these experiences. Right. So Absolutely. that is, is one of the big reasons why I wanted you on today. And for those of you who don't know, if you're anywhere around the Tampa Bay area, there's no way that you cannot know. This is Miguel <laughs> Fuller from the Miguel and Holly show on Hot 1015, my extended family, one of my most favorite guys in the entire world, man. And, and I just appreciate you taking the time today, man. So how how are you before we even get into this?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling um, as I was like setting up my laptop and stuff, I'm like, woo. He done got dark and he feeling and he feeling fluffy. I was on vacation for a week, right. so I ate, I drank, I sat in the sun, and so I'm like, "Ooh, all right, it's time to get myself back together."
0: <laughs> Let me ask you this, Miguel, because because I saw you on your on your vacation. I, I was following you on social media, of course. Um, and I need to ask you did 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 you go out there and? Did you keep the black stereotype going or did you break it? Because I saw a lot of people jumping in the water and things like that. It seems like everything I saw of you, Miguel, there was drinking. There was drinking out of a flamingo or something like that. I think I saw you sitting on the boat, of course. Yes. Maybe I saw your feet in the water once or twice. But I don't know if I ever saw you actually just, just go all in in the water. Did, did you get Miguel? Did you experience? Because you were in. Where did you go? Because it, it was it was looking pretty beautiful out there.
1: It was, we were in St. Thomas. It's one of the Virgin Islands, our U.S. territory. So it was a gorgeous vacation and the waters there are so amazing. I did get in. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: (laughs) But they had to give me floaties. I don't swim okay so We're I safe. am stereotyping that
0: fashion <laughs> well safe though safe though because you know you know you see these things online and you've probably seen this post right on Instagram or whatever it's like the top right it'll be a pool party and it'll be a lot a lot of white people there right and everybody's in the pool and enjoying it that's an actual pool party and then it'd be a pool party on the bottom right and it's black people and it's like one dude in the pool or one girl right and everybody else <laughs> is around that piece and a few people might got their feet in and of course most of the brothers they still got their sneakers on at a pool party Miguel at a pool party
1: at a pool party just to get their like foot in not the whole leg just the
0: foot right first of all you're like bro it's a pool party you got the invitation a week ago why you got on (laughs) full-blown jean outfit and a jacket what you doing bro so (laughs) man let me tell you something so so miguel it's been an eventful week in the world of hip-hop right and and the reason that i wanted you here today because i have various opinions on what we're about to talk about all the way from why things are happening the way that they happen, along, um, including the baby even making the remarks that he made, right? Um, and the fact that the 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 comments he made were towards the LGBTQ community. And don't ask me why I have to slow down every time I do it, but I just, I try not to mess it up. I have to slow down every time to get to get it out right to to write right. to get it out right. So let's get let's bring everybody up to where we are. Last week was the re introduction of the rolling loud convention which is billed now by live nation as the biggest hip-hop festival in the world and i have to honestly say it it probably is right so everybody's there. every every right every artist is there they bring it back to miami last year and the baby is one of the headliners i think he headlined saturday or something like that but he was one of the headliners now there were a few things that happened during the baby set i'm going to bring you up miguel to just just some things about the baby right the baby during his set the first thing that got got everybody riled up was he brings out Tory Lanez. Now, if you know anything about Tory Lanez, Tory Lanez is the rapper that is accused of shooting Megan Thee Stallion in the foot that was also dating her or whatever they were doing, right? So they've got this thing going on. And over the last couple of months or a few weeks or whatever, the baby has somehow gotten involved because he has a new song out with Tory Lanez. Mm. And Megan and her fans took offense to that because they're thinking – bro, like this dude is accused of shooting Megan, all the stuff that you've done with Megan. And it's like, you just, you just fanning the flames. Like, you know, you just antagonizing the situation. So the one thing I can say about the baby is from day one, of seeing him and I've never met him personally. I do know his manager, um, Arnold Taylor. I've met him once or twice Arnold, a real cool guy, hardworking guy in the industry, but the baby, I've never met him personally, but from the mm-hmm. outside looking in, The dude has always kind of moved in his own way. Like he's always kind of moved in his own way. Even looking back to when he was at South by Southwest, which he's pretty famous for. The dude walked around South by Southwest with a pamper on, and he this was way before he was big. And everybody remembers though that they remember seeing the dude in the pamper. You understand what I'm saying? That was it. His
1: name is the baby. There
0: you go. Right. He's got very good, very good visuals. He's having a, a phenomenal last couple of years in the hip hop game. Right. So then, somewhere in the baby set. He goes on this rant about the gay community. Now, I personally, for my thoughts of it, I often wonder sometimes what goes through the mind of of entertainers and people with these platforms because I don't think some things even need to be mentioned. You know, like you're at a hip hop concert. You're killing them. You're doing your thing. I'm not even sure where it came from, right?
1: there for the music
0: right right we're there for the music get us hyped up i don't know give away a scholarship or something bring somebody on stage let them (laughs) twerk because that's that's the space you in let them twerk right but the baby goes on this rant now i will stop here because for those who haven't heard it we have the rant queued up and i want to play the rant miguel and then i first the first thing i want to do before i do anything else after that is get your reaction when you first heard the rant okay so here's the rant right here from the baby at rolling loud last week you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like that Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like that Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like that Let's be real about this shit. Yo, yeah, keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker, let's be real. Boom, that's the rant. Now, before I offer any thoughts, Like I said, Miguel, when you first heard the rant with all that's going on, what were your initial thoughts?
1: What the fuck? What the fuck? I feel like in our society, in the black community, it felt like we finally were making progress through the easy parts. The easy parts. Like we can talk all day and night about Lil Nas X and all of that. But when it comes to HIV, I would hope, I would think by 2021, we would be at a way more thoughtful and present thought about what it means to have HIV, the stigma behind it, who can get it, hashtag everyone. It is not a gay disease. I'm sure there were lots of people in that crowd that as soon as they said that, they were like, wait, why are you talking about me? I'm here giving my money to support you. I'm not here for a call, a judgment from you. I'm here to hear your music. And I'm never one of those people that's like artists and uh, actors, celebrities shouldn't give a political opinion because they are hopefully tax paying citizens that if you're a citizen, you should be able to give an opinion. But that's not an opinion. That's an invalid fact and it's derogatory and why would you do that if you and and granted hey you know what maybe this is not his mission is to create a fostering environment of love and community maybe he wants a hostile community well there you go you told us who you are but i just don't understand why with that platform when there are people that would take what you say at gospel would you put other people down like that? To me, it just doesn't make any sense. And to try to have this like accusatory, like, ooh, well, if you suck a dick in a parking lot, like, like, why did that come to your mind? Like, what's going on? Like, are you talking about something you experienced about? Because here's what I've learned in my years, I'm 35. The people that scream the loudest about ooh, you gay or you this or you that they are fighting their own demons Boom. now i'm not making any accusations i'm just saying from experience that's what i've seen of all the things in the world that he could have talked about in that moment why did your mind go there because i understand not on that platform of that many people I'm I'm not a, like a rapper, I'm not a singer, but I have been on stage, emceeing events, I have given speeches and I know the pressure of being on stage and you know maybe you get lost in a train of thought and you're just like grabbing for something and you try to make a joke and it really doesn't land well, but I've never like said something totally offensive that I, I like even now I'm like what would I even say that would be that offensive? It's just my mind doesn't go there. Right. So why is that thought in that moment in your head? What battles are you fighting right now? And why would that be the first group of people that you would attack?
0: Gotcha. Now, and those are very good thoughts. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to to back up a second and I'd like to kind of break down what he said a little bit because in the beginning when he started, and again, I'm, this is not me defending. This is me giving understand like i said again what i like to do a lot of times is i like these healthy discussions here to you know because a lot of people they jump in they throw all these things around you know and everybody's saying something i don't i don't want that here what i want is we got to have these discussions for whatever whatever side you turn time you call yourself being on we need to have these discussions right so when i say that what i'd like to start with is is the is the first part of the, the statement right when he says if you don't have hiv put your hands in the air now Did the gay community as a whole, and and I'm I'm not saying that you always speak for the gay community when I talk to you, but the, (laughs) the friends that you have, is that where the first offense was taken or did more of like the males that you know or that sort of thing take offense when he said, If you're not sucking dick in the parking lot, then it's DJ adding on some of y'all suspect. You know what I'm saying? Like we know what y'all doing undercover. Where was the offense really taken with the gay community? Because think about it. Like you said, you made a very valid point here. HIV is not a gay disease. Absolutely. And I will also say this. And again, this does not make it right. There have been Mm -hmm. plenty of parties that I've been in. And the mm-hmm. MC or the person on the mic be like, yo, if you ain't got AIDS, put your hands in the air. You understand what I'm saying? And everybody just scream and keep going. Like, it's not, it's never, again, again, and again, I'm not saying that none of this is right. But I think it's a deeper discussion that, like, we're having right now. You understand? Because I think, you know, the platform that he did on, like you said, you. I, I was wondering, too, how did we get here? You understand what I'm saying? We're at a right. hip-hop show. We got a good 40,000, 50,000 people, our kids, are, that are just happy to be back outside. You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because it's like the first real big festival that jumped off last week, right? So Mm -hmm. how did how it's one of the biggest that just jumped off. So how are we here? So you know, in this space, creating this controversy when we're just happy to be like, let's hope that this doesn't become a super spreader. That's where my mind is at, right? You know, I'm saying like like I'm I'm hoping everybody
1: who got a mask on, turn your light on.
0: Right. Boom. Right. So. If you could help me, was there offense taken in a certain part of that? Or just the whole thing just kind of was a blanket, like, dude, you way the fuck off. Like, you just, you know.
1: I can sort of like pick it apart in like three different parts where, like I said earlier, HIV, AIDS is not a gay disease. But there is a stigma around it, and especially in the black community. And so the reason why I take offense to that and not even as just like a gay man, but as a human being Like, why would you want people who have HIV AIDS that are there to feel some sort of way? Like the whole messaging that what we've had with HIV AIDS is breaking down the stigma. And especially in 2021, there are medications that you can take to where if you have unprotected sex and you have HIV, you will not pass it on to your partner. There are medications that I have taken when I was single to prevent myself from getting HIV. Those are the messages that we need to be getting out to every community, not just who don't have HIV AIDS, raise your hand. And so to me that, and and as a gay person, I know people that are living with HIV and that can be a very sensitive issue because your life changes and my friends, that have it and I've spoken at an HIV AIDS memorial before where there is a stigma and that is a very hard thing to process because when you find that when you find that diagnosis out, your life has changed because you've got to take medication for the rest of your life. Thankfully, you there right now you can only you only take like one pill. But in the day it was a lot of pills. So breaking down the stigma is where we need to be, not trying to put a scarlet letter on everybody that's there. Because just think about this. There is a 21-year-old female that's there at that concert. She's there with her friends. And last week, she just found out that she has HIV. And she's like, you know what? I haven't talked to my family about it yet. I haven't talked to my friends about it. I'm talking to my counselor. But this is my one night out where I just want to like get everything off of my mind. I just want to have fun and be with my friends first concert. And I just want to escape from everything that I'm thinking about right now. You just put a target on that person's back right. because like, let's just say that everybody's there dancing and singing and then they put their phone up and she makes a slight hesitation because she's now in her thoughts about, Oh my God, do people know? Are they looking at me? Right. I. Oh my God. You just ruined her night. You just made her feel like crap. And that's like surface level right there, you know, because that is a hard thing to deal with when you find out that you have it. So I go back to there are so many other things that he could have talked about. If you wanted to bring up HIV AIDS, we got free HIV AIDS. We got free HIV testing out. Put on some protection tonight. There's medication to help stop it. Like there's so many other things that he could have said. So, no, was that offensive to just the gay community, that first part? Absolutely not. The second part about the sucking dick in the parking lot, just why? Like, I just, what? So, is that all we do? Like, as gay people, like, the only way that we can do it is we can go, we can just do it in the parking lot of a concert? Like, everybody does that straight, gay, bisexual, pansexual, everything. Like, why are you singling out gay people for this type of behavior? And that, and among other things And it was, and like it was where, men
0: too. It was just like, fellas, if you if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot, you know what I'm saying put your phones in the air. Right.
1: Right. Where it was like, why are you targeting us? Like what was going through your mind when you said that? It just once again, everybody's there to just to have a good time. Right. Why are you bringing that up?
0: Okay. And and again, for those of you who don't know Miguel, this is exactly why. I love to talk to this dude because the conversations are candid. There's nothing's gonna be held back. And I feel like these are teachable moments. But, and again, you know, Miguel, I'm famous for it. Her. But mm-hmm. here, here is where I'd, I'd like to break into this a little bit more when it comes to the baby and the hip-hop community, right? And 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 I I honestly think. Cause you know it's coming out now, a bunch of people are starting to speak out like Dewey Lipa spoke out, right? And here's my issue with the Dewey Leepa speaking out, right? Dewey Leepa spoke out, and her biggest thing was that I don't know this person that is making these comments, right? Her thing was, you know, we all know how she feels about about the community, which I don't doubt that part. I don't. But if you for one second are gonna try to convince me that you don't know who the fuck the baby was before you got him on your remix. I think that's mm. a lie. I don't believe that. Mm. And my other right. my other point with that is the baby been killing me and you, Miguel, since he came out. Every record, baby, the baby got acquitted of and and it was found to be self-defense for killing a dude in a Walmart. The dude tried to mm. rob him, that's the story or whatever. But it's also one of the most famous things, one of the things he's famous for. You understand what I'm mm. saying? In Charlotte, North Carolina, where he's from, he killed a dude in Walmart. The dude tried to mm. do something. The story is the dude tried to rob him or something. He got the gun from the guy. He was with his daughter from what I understand too. And he killed the guy. The mm. baby mentions that in every third record that he makes. Mm. There's a mention mm-hmm. of that. And the baby is sleeping with numerous women and knocking them off and getting head almost every record. <laughs> so I say that to say, is the black man or these women that he been disrespecting his whole career, why do we cancel him now? You understand what I'm saying? Like, like here's I also had an issue. Like Miley Cyrus did the same thing, kinda. When Miley Cyrus got the comeback of we can't stop and stuff like that, a dude named, a producer named Mike Will made it, who's who's famous for producing Ray Sermon and a bunch of other acts out of Atlanta, was doing a lot of those records. There wasn't really any parties that you saw Mike Will made it at that you didn't see Miley Cyrus come walking in. Mm Hip-hop, she all around everybody. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. when the shift in her career came and she had kind of got back in and all of a sudden it was like, let's go kind of back to what we know, Miley, for country, pop, that kind of a stuff. Here comes Miley Mm -hmm. with this statement. I'm not going to be messing around with the hip-hop community as much because they they mistreat, they degrade women, and all it is is a bunch of violence and stuff like that. Uh, Excuse me, Miley, from day one of hip-hop, this is what it's been. Mm -hmm. But when it's not convenient for what your movement is, I, I, it's like, well, you know, I've had enough. I've had enough of. And I take offense to it because it starts with black people. It starts with us in the Bronx. Like, I am literally mm. a hip hop kid where this hip hop shit started. So I take it way right. more personal. Again, this is not to say that everything the baby is doing is right. But I do feel like, in a sense, the baby feels like he's already winning. And I say that because the baby feels like, to me, he's made it out. You understand mm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. are these people really his friends or do they just rock with him because he's hot? Dewey, mm. Lipa, Dewey Lipa ain't calling the baby ever if he ain't the baby. Right. You understand? And I'm not saying that she Absolutely. don't got black friends or brother friends, but she ain't rocking with the baby if he ain't the baby. And what I right. always love about these things, too, is they never give the money back. They never say, take the mm. record down, take the record down mm. and let's stop selling it. You know, right. even, even, a, and right. I'm not saying that this guy was right, right? I'm not saying that Bill Cosby was right. But all the mm-hmm. money that Bill Cosby donated, why didn't all those schools give it back when they wanted to take, it, take his awards down? You know, hey, he's no longer a mm-hmm. doctor here. Well, give the mm-hmm. man all his money back that he donated. We never mm-hmm. do that. You understand what I'm saying? So, again, not right. to justify what the baby did at Rolling Loud. But when I give you those points, what are your thoughts?
1: I think that people have two different brains. You have your emotional, I want to help. I want to make sure that people are okay. And then on the other side is people want to keep their money. And, you know, I I am not like, I I don't, listen, when it comes to music, I'll be the first person to say, my playlist is, you know, uh, uh, mixed between Whitney Houston, John Mayer, Beyonce, and like that's sort of the world I live in outside of the top 40, you know, space that I work in. Right. So I can't speak on exactly like every record and everything that they say. But I do think that there has been, leading up to now, a lot of um, uh, just keep our eyes closed and let's just pretend like we don't know what's going on because we could all get away with it. Because before the internet and social media, you know, the baby could make a statement. But he's really hot at the moment, and he's on Dua Lipa's track and on this track and on this track, and it's fine. Everyone's making money, but we don't know what he said here. But now because of social media, we see what people say, and so you are right. People have like, well, he's hot right now, even though he's says some crazy stuff, because this is what I have said for probably the past five or six years. Why are we still playing Chris Brown on Top 40? I have said Boom. this from day one. I don't control the music, I don't make those decisions, but I have said this out loud, why are we still playing Chris Brown? And then we have people that come to us to say, why are you playing it? I'm like, girl, you better call Cox Media Group in Atlanta and ask them or ask the radio gods above because I don't make those decisions. But I've always been a big believer of, if you're going to talk the talk, then you have to walk the walk. Right. People have been able to get away with not doing that. Radio stations have been able to play Chris Brown When, and let me just make this little caveat too. I'm not a believer, and I hate the whole term cancel culture. Yeah, me too. Because it's been taken over by super conservatives, and it means something that it totally doesn't now. Um, But to me, the word should be holding people accountable for their actions. That's what we're talking about. Not what Fox News has deemed as cancel culture, As, oh, my God, liberals are upset. They want to cancel everything. No, it's them. But that's a whole different (laughs) discussion. (laughs) It's holding people accountable for what they say. So now that we have the internet and we have Instagram and social media, we have to hold artists like Dua Lipa and ask the hard questions. And you know what? I'm not going to cancel her for that. I just want to know, like, to be honest, like, were you sitting in a meeting one day and the record exec said, Hey, you got this great track levitating. I think if we put the baby on it because he's really hot, we're going to bring in a whole new audience that's going to love you. Do you know him? Maybe mm, a little bit. Well, let's put him on the track. They probably weren't even in the same studio when they recorded that, when he right. put his track down, you know. And boom, here goes this record, shoots the number one, everyone's making money. Now they're going to have to start doing their research. When they say, hey, do a We know you have a big following in the gay community. This artist has said some problematic things. Do some research and let us know if you want to have him associated with you or this person. That's where we're going to be. People are going to have to do their homework.
0: Now, can I stop you there? Because my issue with that statement you just made, though, is I feel like we only get that in the black hip hop community. Because there's no way that I'm going to believe that Dewey Lipa doesn't know. Because let me tell you this about being a DJ in the club. Mm-hmm. white girls be the biggest thugs. And by that, I mean, they be telling me songs. I'd be like, how do you know that? Eighth song on future album. I don't even know that. You understand what I'm saying? So with the emergence of the internet, like you said, and SoundCloud and YouTube music, the, the music is being discovered all day, right? Mm-hmm. So there is no way with as biggest. and don't get me wrong, Dewey is doing her thing. So she's just as big, right? But there's no way you don't know who's up there with you. You understand what I'm saying? So, and, and my point with that was, the baby has been doing this, not what he did at rolling loud, but he ain't been no guy that's been uplifting the woman from day right, one. Right. And I ain't saying that he's, you know, I'm, he loves like Like the baby will tell you all day. His daughter is his world. He takes care of his daughter. So I know he's not a, like a woman hater, but in his rhymes and in the way things he talk about, it has not been the most uplifting. He ain't made no, keep your head up. Not that I know about, right. you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> he ain't made that he, you know? And so, and like I said, again, Every third or fourth song, I know that he makes mention of that. Don't know n word. Want don't know nigga. Want to fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? Because he'll he'll take you out of here. He'll do whatever he have to do. Right. Right. So, you know, and, and I want to read you this tweet. The tweet is from um, the guy's name is uh, Fierce Eight Seven Six, and it's on Twitter. And I, and I found this on Instagram, and, it, and it's and it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a small thread. It says, "Look at how hard they're dragging the baby for his ignorance." I get telling a dude he's wrong and all. But look at all these perfect pieces of shit turning against him. If only they cared about black America the way they care about the alphabet community. What should have been a moment of teaching, guidance and correction uh, moment becomes, oh, you said this. So even though you apologize, still you're canceled. The type of culture in America is so toxic or that type of culture in America is so toxic. Black Americans joining hands with the cancel culture is by far the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. These MFs will cancel their own as long as it's a trend to do so. No other race moves in this way. Only us. So when you think about us, right? And, and, and something you said there resonates with me because I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not a fan of cancel culture. You did have a different way of looking at it because you like the term hold people accountable, which I want to do too. But one of the things I always say is I'm a fan of change behavior. Because something you did five years ago does not mean that you haven't worked on that and, you know, and said, okay, now I'm an advocate for that not happening. And my behavior is leading the way because I am no longer acting acting that way. You understand what I'm saying? Because, you know, and we all have done things like you said, we all have done things our other self or before two years ago or a year that everybody may not know about, but you like, you know what, man, I never want to act like that again. So just like you, I'm not a fan of cancel culture. Cause I think everybody deserves a second chance. Now the fifth chance of you still doing the same thing. You just, you just, you just, you just whack bro. You just want to keep doing that. Right. Chris Brown. <laughs> well, Is Chris Brown still, is Chris Brown still beating up? I, I'm not, we're not, I'm not going to go there. Let's, <laughs> let's get through the tweet first. Let's get through the tweet. So your thoughts on the tweet I just read, right? Do you think that us let's the black folk, do you think we jump on the bandwagon of canceling our own too quick?
1: I, well, I do think that as a whole, we do as a culture cancel people. Like I always tell people, I think it was four or three years ago when there was this group of like uh, young white kids in DC and they were like screaming at some black guy or I don't remember what exactly happened. But they were like, people online were immediately attacking these kids, and they were like, "Oh my God, look at these MAGA kids!" Blah blah. Where they? I remember school? that, and I, I don't remember all the details. But the important, what I'm trying to get to is that I remember seeing that on like a Friday or a Saturday. I didn't post about it, and then like Saturday night, a few people slid up in my DMs, and they were like, "Miguel, did you see this? Why haven't you posted about it?" And I was like, "I like to give stories a couple of days." So I can see what happens. I think that we jump on to people, and we're like, "Ah, why'd you say it?" And it's like, "Well, hold on, let's give them a second to answer for what they said." Or you know, maybe somebody pulled them aside, maybe his manager, his best friend, who's gay or whatever, has HIV, and they were like, "Bruh, like that wasn't the right thing to say." So yes, in a sense, I do think that we do jump too fast, but sometimes it comes from a place of love. Because I know that when we've had my mom on my podcast, and she said some things, because it's a free-flowing conversation like yours, and she said some things that were unsavory, I was like, hold up. You're you talking some crazy stuff. And, I, and she, I had to like bring her along and be like, so this is why you don't say this. Like This is wrong. We've evolved from that. You're thinking back in the day. So I do think that we can jump on people, but I do think that it's also a way to be held accountable and you shouldn't double down on it like he did. And I think he finally tried to like walk back in the baby's way, his comments, but like it still didn't make it seem like he understood exactly what he said and why it was so hurtful, you know? Right. So, yes, I do think that we can jump on people as a culture, but I also think that we always want our each other to do better. And we want our people that are in the spotlight to hold themselves to a high regard. Now, granted, we're not saying this isn't the 60s where, you know, every black man has to, you know, wear a suit and a tie and a hat and have his hair perfectly quaff. But I'm just saying that, like, why are you putting down other people when you've probably said hurtful people Hurtful things have probably been said to you along the way. Why would you want to pass that hurt on to someone else? Right. But do you think we're
0: putting too much on on these entertainers, though, Miguel? Like here's here's like here's the thing with me. The baby, he's an entertainer. He's a rapper. It's entertainment to me, right? And again, I'm not this is not to say that what he said shouldn't be should be taken, you know, any less of 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 the uh importance of it or how hurtful it was to people, right? But mm-hmm. I'll never forget Charles Barkley said one time, he said, I'm not a role model. I'm a basketball player. You watch me on TV. Whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. I play basketball. I'm not a role model, right? Do you think that society, I mean, the baby's a rapper. The baby's Absolutely. an entertainer. The baby's an entertainer, right? So we've seen numerous movies. Let's take Denzel for a while, for, for a second, right? We okay. know Denzel he he got to be I, I'm sure you in the same regard as me when I look at brothers that I say I'm proud to say that's a brother I look up to in entertainment Denzel is somewhere in that in that top 10 he's got to be absolutely you know top he's got five. to be right now let's take Denzel playing on training day he's on training day Denzel did everything on training day dirty mm-hmm. cop everything it was entertainment <laughs> the director said cut mm-hmm. why do we hold these rappers at such a different regard is it because they're live on stage? I mean, because when he got off stage, we don't know how the baby treats his daughter or his mom or the people he's taking care of. We're judging him while he's in his entertainment space. But we don't judge Denzel, who said, you motherfuckers going to do this to me. You're going to be sorry. He, he He's stashing drugs on Snoop Dogg. You know, Snoop Dogg was in a wheelchair yeah. in that movie. Denzel <laughs> turned him over, I think. You understand what I'm saying? So the baby is in his entertainment space. And again, I'm not downplaying it. Again, I I just want to get these thoughts and ask you, you know, like, are we, you know, like, like I'm not looking for the baby to raise my son. That's why I don't just, I never left my kid with just YouTube. You know, when I was growing Mm up, I saw everything, but Mm -hmm. my sisters were so dope. My mom was so dope. Whoever took me to see something or somebody chopping some heads off, they said, Hey, Mm -hmm. when the director say cut though. It's over. Everybody get up, clean off the makeup. They going home out here in these streets. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. So I understood the difference. Right. Do you think nowadays because of social media and because everybody gets to talk like that, we're holding we're giving these dudes too much credit. He's a rapper. He's a rapper that comes from being a street dude. At least that's that's what the bio says. You know, so am I looking for the baby to really say the right thing all the time?
1: So there is a difference. I know you're going to
0: give it to me, Miguel. That's why you're here. I know if somebody's going to give me the (laughs) difference, it's going to be you.
1: (laughs) Well, there is a difference. If you are going to the AMC theater to sit back with your bowl of popcorn to watch Denzel play this part, you know that that is a character. That is a script. That is fiction. That is not real because you can then turn on the Academy Awards and see Denzel Washington get up and accept that award not as that character but as denzel washington right the difference here is that you were getting up on that stage and you were making these comments for what when denzel said it that was entertainment what the fuck was entertaining about talking and singling out singling out people that are there with hiv aids there's no entertainment value in that if you now, yes, I agree with you. And Holly and I our, on our show always say that when you have like college athletes and, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh, like they gave such the most boring interview. They're not there to learn how to give interviews. Their job is to hone their skill and to be a professional player or whatever or a rapper. But when you are in the entertainment industry in 2021, that's a part of the game. We can't just say, well, they're just an entertainer. No, you are a personality now. If you wanted to be just a rapper, you would just put out your album. Perfect example. Kind of, sort of. Maroon 5, Adam Levine. That is the most wallpaper, like, non-taking of sides. He's just Adam Levine, Maroon 5. They put out songs. They take a, a, a snapshot of where we are as a culture. They produce music that's fitting the moment. They put it out and that's it. Right. If you want to be that, be that. But if you want to make a statement, and especially when you have that platform, and to me, that's the difference. You have a platform. You don't have to change the world. You don't have to. If you just want to put out music, put out music. But if you're going to make statements that are harmful, you need to be able to back it up with facts and know what you're talking about because of your platform, this entertainment that you're saying is harmful and people listen to what you say. So you don't have to say anything, but know that when you do say stuff and you do make those comments, somebody sitting in there could be like, that's right. People with HIV/AIDS—they stupid. They go home the next day. Their brother or sister comes out of the closet and maybe tells them that they have HIV, and then they're like, in the back of their mind, the baby said that wasn't right. I don't want you around here. Wow, I didn't. There I is didn't... a responsibility that you have, and you—yes, you're an entertainer. You don't have to, but there is a responsibility that you learn as you get older that like we always say this on our show our job is not to teach your kids when we talk about certain things on our show we try our damnedest to make sure that if you're listening in your car in the morning and you maybe not have time to like get to the to the volume or you not paying attention we try our hardest to make sure to keep it as kid friendly as possible but that's not my job is right. to monitor every single thing that we say that's your job as a parent but we try because I understand the platform and I would not want Holly's daughter going to school and hearing me talk about blowjobs or anything like that that's why we use certain words and phrases so he needs to understand the responsibility that he has that people look up to you it's not just the money and the performance it's the responsibility
0: right so do you th- so so do you think that because, because I think we all know that there's something that can be learned here, especially on the baby side, right? Even if it's just maybe I don't talk as much at my show; I just do the songs, right? Maybe if that's <laughs> it, right? But something, a lot of like a lot, of, like I said, a lot of interesting things have happened here, right? Like the baby, like you said, he's doubled down because that's just the baby's way. If you know him, he kind of doubles down in his space a lot of times. Be like, look, bro, mm-hmm. like I, I, ha- I got me here. So a lot of the right. stuff that y'all are talking about, you didn't help me get here. So Questlove, who is it was funny to, to, to see Questlove jump in and then to read the comments of people. Like, what's, what's always funny to me is when someone like Questlove jumps in. And if you know Questlove, Questlove is legendary. One of the founding members of The Roots, one of the biggest hip-hop bands to ever hit, right? Jay-Z goes on tour. Questlove is quite often with him because he's one of the dopest drummers in the world, right? He's also... Part of the band because the roots are the band for Jimmy for the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Right. So he's there. He's in this space. He's still producing. He's doing DJ dates. He speaks. He does all this stuff for the culture. He really does. So he came out and on Wednesday, 20, on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah, he came out. And I don't like to use the word condemned, but that's what Rolling Stone says. He condemned the baby on Instagram. Sharing the lineup, he said he would have curated if asked to helm a contemporary version of the festivals he chronicles in his new documentary, Summer of Soul. The baby's name, however, he had him on. It was a list of entertainers. And the baby's name, he crossed out. The the list was The Roots, A Tribe Called Quest, The Isley Brothers, Rihanna, Sade, Megan Thee Stallion, ironically. The baby's name was under her, and then it was hiatus, and then it was salt, and he had crossed out the baby's name, and so the rest of his, his post read, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be all performative smurf and create a social flogging or start some sort of clickbait headlines, Questlove wrote. That's missing the point, but right is right, and his actions are wrong. Somebody got to say it. Homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, misogyny, racism, this should be. Go without saying is morally wrong and not that fake behind the religion holier than thou, morally wrong, morally wrong. But that was fucked up and wrong. I had to say something now. In typical baby fashion, the baby fashion, this was his response These niggas really think they're gonna influence people to stop fucking with the influence. They go crazy about what I say, not y'all. I got the influence and the nuts, nigga. Y'all niggas is cheerleaders. He also went on to say. I ain't even trying to be funny when I say I do not know who this nigga is, dog, and do not care about losing you as a fan, my boy. LOL. And he tags at Questlove. You or any other nigga who want to play follow the leader. This superstar you was a fan of is a stand up nigga. You never seen one of these, huh? That's the baby doubling down. Now, my question is. First, your thoughts on Questlove and what he said. And then, do you think maybe Questlove missed a chance at a teachable moment? Or is the baby just still missing a chance at a teachable moment? And I know it's a two-fold question, so handle it right. how you got it.
1: I sort of look at it how I always tell people after the social justice uh, thing that we went through last summer, whether it was this awakening with George Floyd's death. And I remember friends of mine that uh, work in our entertainment field that are Black, and they kept saying, I'm tired. I don't want my white friends to text me anymore and to ask what they can do. I don't want to help. I am tired. And I was like, that's not really productive. That's not really moving the conversation forward. Like, I get it. We're all tired. But if we're going to get somewhere, we've got to bring people along. And then as the weeks and months dragged on, I was like, girl, I'm tired too. Don't call me. Don't ask me. So when people now ask me, what can I do? I say, go talk to your family member, to your coworker that won't listen to someone that looks like me or is gay and help them understand your racist granddad that you see three times a year that, you know, gives you money once a month and pays your rent or whatever, Talk to him and let him know. And slowly, in whatever way you need to, bring him along. So I think that Quest Love was trying to talk in his language, because I feel like with DeBaby, if you come at him like, well, hey there, let's have a conversation. Let's explain. Let's talk about what prep means. Let's understand what it means to be, um, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the phrase. Um, It's when you have HIV and you can't, oh, um, undetectable. Right. You can't talk to him like that. And I'm speaking because I know this, because my brother is very much kind of like the baby, not in what he says, but just in his actions and his thoughts and how he feels about things. And you've got to come at him like that to be like, hey, what are you talking about? Like when I talk to my brother, It is not how I talk now. It's the code switch that I do because that's my family and that's how he is. You've got to come at him like that. And so obviously he's feeling hopefully some sort of shame and regret. And that ego is speaking louder than the shame and regret. And so he's doubling down and not even understanding the lesson that someone like Quest love, who you'd be like, this is a person. And I'm sorry, that's bullshit. Like, I am a person who like I work in radio and I'm not a big, big music discoverer. I don't know who people are. I know who he is. So that's bullshit. You're just trying to make you're just trying to make a point by being like, I'm the baby. I don't need nobody. You know who he is. This is a person who didn't have to say anything. He's happy. He got his millions. He got his gig. But this is him saying, listen, as an elder musician, as an elder person in this industry stop because the baby didn't have to respond he could have just been like oh shit well quest love is saying something maybe uh, let me just let me take a break let me just take a beat and try to understand but he's not he's not and that's what's so upsetting where it's like why don't you take this opportunity when someone is trying to talk to you and he's not trying to cancel you he's not trying to be like you ignorant fool he's like stop what are you doing
0: but maybe he didn't stop though because he's getting encouragement from the other side, and I'm sure you know about this, right? Because because you you oh, know yeah. the hip hop community we we it comes from all sides, and mm-hmm. probably somebody that, that that everybody knows I'm very familiar with. He's he's still family to me, but I would be amiss in this conversation with you if I didn't bring up the fact that as Complex says, Ti is continuing to insert himself into the narrative of the baby's homophobic remarks and the ensuing criticism. Um, T.I.'s thoughts are that the LGBTQ community are bullying the baby. Everyone up in arms and upset about what the baby said. I understand people saying that they feel that it's insensitive. This is what T.I. said in one of his live sessions. I think you guys have to understand that on stage, that's not the place that rappers go to be sensitive and soothe everybody's feelings. It's a place to go and have a good time. I'm going to just leave oh. you. I'm going to just leave you to respond to uh to uh the king of the south.
1: Oh, well, I didn't know that making people feel like shit was a good time, but I'll add that on my list of things to do tonight when I go out. Let's let's go out and make people feel like shit. That's a good time. Um so what I just said about black people and how last year after George Floyd, we were tired. As a person who is gay and black, I am tired. Let me walk you through this. My grandmother passed away uh, in June and my family's from Atlanta. So I understand where TI is coming from. And my family knows that I'm gay They've met my fiance now a couple of times, who's also white. And one of my fears in trying to grieve my grandmother, who I was very close with, the fact that not only my family that's going to be there, my church family that I grew up with, I grew up as a Seventh-day Adventist. Every every Saturday, I was in a pew at church. They were going to be there. I've never talked to them about being gay. They've seen some of the older ones have seen it on social media and whatnot, and they've like, like an engagement photo, and I'm like, ooh. Girl. so as I'm there, at my grandmother's funeral, in front of me are my cousins that are bo- all born in the 80s. One of them has her husband who's comforting her. Um, another one has her children around her, and they're comforting each other. Because of the community and what we live in, my fiance was like, do I hug you? Do, can I touch you? And I was like, let's not. This isn't the place for that. Wow. So when you say that gay people are coming on you, it's because I still have to deal with that shit in my own family. So then I deal with that. And then I got to go to work and put on my black skin and be the black guy that has to also talk about those issues. So yes, I'm mad. We're living in a time where we're just not gonna go, it's fine, it's the baby. he said it. Just like we were mad last year, last summer, we've been mad this entire time and on the gay side we've been mad this entire time. Why is that what you wanna focus on? All the things that you could have gotten there to hype up the crowd and have fun with, that's not what you should be focusing on. Because we all tired.
0: A lots of times when someone finishes a thought, I have all these things that I want to say. But I honestly think that you you summed up the conversation. You know, you know, I mean, like, you know, some you and you I know you interview a lot of guests and you have a lot of people, and you just these things, but I got to finish this way. Mm -hmm. I I just think that we leave everybody who listened to this edition of the DJ can podcast with those thoughts that you just gave us. And, And I appreciate you being here, no matter what side of the fence that everyone is on with this, the baby thing. And you know what he did at rolling loud. I appreciate you taking the time to be as candid and as open because these are the discussions that I want to have. You know, I, I don't give a damn. Right. Everybody who knows me knows this. I don't give a damn about what's happening on no reality show, whatever, because these <laughs> things are out here in the world for real. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like I'm Absolutely. like you, what he did out there, I often wonder, like when you were making the point about the young lady who might be scared, whether she's a girl or a guy, right, who's nervous about putting mm-hmm. her hand up, right? These people are so crazy in the world that, what if there was someone in that crowd, right, that didn't raise their hand up, but then someone around them made it a big deal? And now you got someone getting assaulted out in the middle of that crowd that the security or nobody can get to until it's really, really bad. You know, when you think of things like that, when you when you when you put those pictures out there and you look at it and not saying that that was the baby's intention. Like you said, we got to start thinking about what we do with these platforms, you know, Mm -hmm. and and that's that's why to me this discussion is so important for one, too, because I care about the hip hop community. And I think that the baby has done some great things by showing us for one. Him and his team, they're not in the hood. You know, And not that the the hood raised him, but he's taken some of those values and made it so that his daughter and his children that he has and whoever else he, you know, created jobs and that sort of thing, that they got a chance. You know, so I think that with hip-hop, it's always been that great thing to me. But when we have these things, I think there's so many pieces to this discussion that I don't want to talk to everybody about it. I want to talk to some people or someone that actually lives in, in this space a lot of times. I think, like you said, we get these opinions, right? But they, mm-hmm. they they have never given us that, dude. I've never thought what you just said about you being in church around your family, people that you know love you and you love them, and mm-hmm. you're warning your grandmother who you take so close. You know she's mm-hmm. gone now, but even in that, the person who's your best friend, your person now, they're worried. They have to think, and all they want to do is comfort you. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy way to be living out here, man. And I we just like you said, man. We we just. I just think we got to do better, man. And, and I think that, that you, that's one thing I, if I haven't gotten anything from this discussion is that we have to do better no matter, you know, what side we're on. And so I, I appreciate you again, man. I, um, I don't know, man. I, I got I got more to think about now, Miguel, now that I've had this conversation and and I'm and, I, and I'm glad of that, though. I'm glad of that because that was right. that's right. my purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like when I when I started this podcasting, I know I, I didn't want and I mean, you do this. We we you do top 40 mm-hmm. radio by day, but we've had some real discussions with you as a brother. Absolutely. I'd be like, Miguel, let me talk to you about this. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. some candid mm-hmm. discussions, and that they, they matter to me because I learn from those, man. So I appreciate you, man. Um, Is there any is there a closing thought you'd like to you'd like to leave before you get out of here? on this subject or anything?
1: Well, thank you for listening. And that is what my mission in life is all about. And I say it on our podcast that we have is, you know, when it comes to politics, I can sometimes be a little bullheaded, but I feel like I always try to understand, like, I'm a hardcore liberal. I'm a diehard liberal. I am that person. Yes. But On our podcast, I invited, at the height of the election and all the mudslinging back and forth, the head of the Young Republicans for Hillsborough County in Tampa Bay, because I was like, help me understand why someone would vote this way. If we all went into debates, into conversations with like, all right, I'm going to keep my ears open. Like there's this lady who used to be a big listener of ours back in the day on Facebook. She posts the most heinous Conservative stuff on her Facebook, but I have not unfriended her because I want to understand why. And if we all took a moment to just listen to the other side, you don't have to agree with the other person, but we also don't have to demonize the other person. Because that's still the same loving woman that used to always be like, oh, you're like my other little son. She's a white conservative military lady. And I know she's posting that, and I don't even know if she knows that I look at it. But I know that if she saw me, she'd still give me a big old hug. It doesn't make her e- an evil person. I just think her opinions are wrong, but <laughs> it doesn't make her a bad person. So if we all just took the time to listen, we'd be much better off.
0: Yeah, that's that's the lesson that that meme. We got to we got to start like practicing some of these memes we post. Like, cause you know, one of the, one of the mm-hmm. memes I love is that a lot of people don't listen to understand; they listen to respond. Cause they already ready to fire back. Right. Instead of actually listening to understand what was said, man. So again, I appreciate you, Miguel. Um, Where can they find you on social media? Because it's always something going on over there. I, I'm, I, I often repost. I don't always give you credit, but you know, I, I, I still a few things here and there.
1: <laughs> oh, listen, we all do. That is listen. An Instagram story is a curation of all your favorite people and you give them credit. Sometimes, sometimes just moving too fast, so it is all good. Um, at Miguel Fuller on Insta and Twitter and TikTok.
0: And you're on every day?
1: Yes, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. on Hot 101.5 on the Hot 101.5 app. And we have a podcast, too, that we do three times a week that you can find it everywhere. That If you're listening to DJ Eakin's podcast, if it's on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, all of them, we're there. Miguel and Holly Uncensored.
0: Boom. It's my dude, man. I appreciate you stopping here, man. For everybody who hung with us today through this discussion, man, I know sometimes it gets rough. Sometimes it gets to be like, you'd be like, man, I don't. I just appreciate you listening, man. And shoot, <laughs> me a, shoot me a tweet, man. Hit me on Instagram, man. I, I love to hear your thoughts, man. And as you see, I will get through reading some of these people's thoughts. If I read T.I.'s thoughts, I will read yours. He's the king of the South, but I mean, I will read yours as well, man. (laughs) Shouts out to Brittany Gonzalez, who I think will be back in the next week or so. My man Jason from Radio Influence, man, and everybody who rocks with us here at the DJ Can Podcast. Don't forget, man, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube as Britney says when she's here, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. You know, um, do all that stuff. You know, um, <laughs> the, the influence of life, man. I, I don't know, Miguel. They, 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 they're trying to get me to, to hit all the terms. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it, man.
1: Hit that like
0: button. <laughs> My thank man, you. Miguel Fuller, man. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We gone.